This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Ben. What is up, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now and a free month. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Rams Showcase. We do have some cool stuff to get into with you guys tonight. Some transactions, of course, we got the news, and uh, absolutely we'll be previewing the Rams and 49ers game, but first... I just wanted to, first of all, just send out some thank yous, some massive thank yous. First of all, to the city of Denver and the Denver Broncos and the Denver Broncos fans, all of you were absolutely amazing, uh, very hospitable, and it was really awesome to see. This is actually the first time I've been to a game in Denver and not had issues with the fans there. I had one time stuff thrown at me in a preseason game, so... Super excited. Uh, all the fans were absolutely great. We were just, you know, chatting it up the whole time. It was so much fun. And to the Rams fans who made it to the game, thank you, first of all. Thank you so much for making this weekend probably the best weekend I've ever experienced. It was just over-the-top amazing. It was so cold, so much fun. The night before, we went to the Blake Street Tavern, which is right next to Coors Field downtown, uh, met some incredible people down there, and we're just kind of hanging out, having some fun. I will be posting pictures about this stuff on my personal Facebook if you guys are interested in seeing those. Uh, the game day, it was amazing. I couldn't even sleep. I woke up like every hour on the hour uh, and ch- was checking the time because I was like, oh, I got to get up. I got to get get there. The game was at like 2.05 local time, so didn't really need to hustle too much, but I did, and it was awesome. I got to the stadium at about 9 a.m. and started tailgating immediately. It was snowing super hard the whole morning. Well, not super hard, but it was snowing pretty decent the whole morning. Uh, met all these incredible people. We're just kind of hanging out and stuff and uh, went into the stadium and then, of course, stayed late after. I left at about 7, so from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., I was in the freezing temperatures, but you know what? It almost just didn't even feel cold to me. I don't know exactly what was going on, but I was just kind of just enjoying everything so much that it just kind of, it was fine. And there was, the cold didn't really bother me at all. It was just so much fun to to see, to see the Rams in person again, and especially in a year like this where there's just so much potential in this team. To be able to see them in person this year, was absolutely amazing. So again, Denver Broncos fans and Denver itself, thank you guys so much for being amazing to to myself and all the other Rams fans that were present. And again, to the Rams fans that were able to make it out. Uh, I, I am going to name some of you guys. Chris, thank you so much. I'm, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name again. I already did it on a video and I'm pretty sure I uh, did not nail it. Aaron and Jessica, thank you guys so much for coming out. Me and me and Aaron have known each other via Facebook for years and years and years. Uh, and it was just super awesome. Uh, Brad from Nebraska, one of the coolest guys I met. Joy, of course, and then Suspect, Ram Man. Uh, there's so too many to name, to be honest with you guys. And I, I can't just like nail it down on everybody's name right now. But incredible people that I was able to meet and hang out with this weekend. Oh, John, John and his wife. Uh, Lisa, thank you guys so much for coming out from St. Louis. So that was really fun to to meet you guys as well. 
I know that that we've also been Facebook friends for quite some time. So, uh, incredible experience and uh, absolutely one that I will never forget. Uh, but let's go ahead and hop into this week's material. So we got some transactions for you guys. Nothing too crazy, nothing too alarming here. So the Rams did release kicker Cairo Santos, uh, who was able to kick the field goal that gave the Rams the, enough points to walk away with the victory in Denver and also did hit the game winner last week against the San Francisco 49ers. So a couple of G-dubs from Cairo Santos. Uh, and really, for Cairo, I know that there were some misses but thank you for uh, hitting some G-dubs for us, some game winners. And, uh, you know, I hope you all the best in, in the future. But I'm really excited to have Greg Zuerlein back, and I know I'm not alone in that feeling. With that move, though, the Rams did sign wide receiver Nick Williams, formerly of the Washington Redskins, has spent time with Sean McVay. So there is potential that Nick Williams is active in Week 7 against the 49ers. Uh, that's something we will keep an eye on. Uh, but Nick Williams, more not necessarily known as a as an all around wide receiver, but could potentially be used on some of those little jet sweep end around deals that the Rams like to do. So something to keep an eye on. But Nick Williams, I don't think is going to have too massive of an impact on the Rams season. It's not like they're going to go to the playoffs now because they have Nick Williams. That's that's what I'm saying. I'll put that the nicest way that I can. Some injury updates for you guys. Greg Zerlein has been officially cleared to play, and that is part in news with the uh, the Cairo Santos news. So those kind of tie together that Jeezy, young Jeezy, Greg the Leg, whatever you happen to call him, is cleared to play. He will be on the field against the 49ers in Week 7. Wide receiver Cooper Cup has a, was a sprained MCL, and he is not expected to play in Week 7. It's looking like that's a for sure thing now. Uh, this injury typically does take about two to four weeks, but because of how Cup was questionable to return against Denver and did, in fact, see some snaps, I'm assuming it's just going to be one game. We will, of course, keep an eye on that and any updates that happen uh, like this, like injury updates, anything like that. You can also find on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase is where you're going to find that. And uh, at Ram Showcase on Twitter and also Instagram, not necessarily a news posting spot, but uh, that's where you're going to stay up to date with the Rams. The second that I know anything, uh, that's the first place I post it. Also, uh, offensive guard Roger Saffold is on track to play on Sunday. He did go out against the Broncos, but looks like he's going to be good to go. Uh, at least that's where we're projecting. There is the potential that he does not play. Uh, but I would say that Roger Saffold is probably right now playing like the best offensive lineman on uh, the Rams offensive line because that's where those guys play. Some news and notes for you guys. Todd Gurley is currently on pace for 2,320 scrimmage yards, uh, which would put him eighth in a single season. Uh, so there's a lot of guys ahead of him. So, I mean, he is on track to have probably like an MVP caliber season, but I'm not ready to, to shoot for any records quite yet. We're not on the RS record watch, the Ram Showcase record watch. We are not quite there right now at this point in time. So uh, if if Todd Gurley continues to to do what he does, and that is gain yards and score touchdowns, we are absolutely going to get on record watch. Uh, we could probably get on record watch for the touchdowns. Uh, he's currently on pace to rush for 24 touchdowns and on pace to get total 29 touchdowns is what he's looking like right now. The averages come out to just over 29. If you if you do all the math, 
but I'm not going to do all the math right now. So Rams are 6-0 and for the first time since 2001, and I'm going to have to find out because this is something that I've talked about, that the Rams started 6-0 and in 2001, so we didn't need to go 2-0, 3-0, you know, all so on. We didn't need to do that. Uh, I'm going to have to find out when the Rams went 7-0. I mean, that's, that's like the next step, right? But I'm not even going to look into that until after this next game against the 49ers. Now, uh, with a touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers, Todd Gurley will hold the Rams' record for most consecutive games with a touchdown, a record currently held by running back Marshall Fox. So pretty solid company right there for Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley also was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week with his 208 rushing yards on that Denver defense. Only three of his 28 carries were against a stacked box, though. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's not just that Todd Gurley is an amazing player, because he is, but the Rams have a lot of weapons all over the field. Uh, They have weapons uh, outside the wide receivers, so teams have a difficult time stacking the box against the Rams. Uh, The Rams have a plus 78 point differential, but just just plus 5 in the last two games. Of course, beating the Seattle Seahawks by 2 and then beating the Denver Broncos by 3. The Rams have given up more points than the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Titans, and the Ravens. So they are after all of those those teams. Uh, but that is really what we're looking at is the Rams are just giving up a lot of points right now. So giving up, you know, 31 points to the Vikings, 31 points to the Seahawks, and then 20 to the Denver Broncos. So the Rams really need to just step that part up on defense is, is limiting the points. And the Rams have been really susceptible to the deep ball, which is leading to points. Uh, so that's something that absolutely needs to be addressed if you're talking Rams football, which is, which is what we do here. Uh, let's take a look at the Rams at the 49ers. The Rams sit at six and oh, and the 49ers sit at one and five. This game will kick off 1.25 PM LA time. This game will be on CBS has been flexed out of the NBC Sunday night slot. Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon will be on the call. The Rams opened as 11-point favorites. That has dropped now to 9.5-point favorites. So I don't. Uh, that's not the right trend that we want. But uh, let's take a look at the matchup here. The Rams offense versus the 49ers defense. The Rams offense is first in total yards. 49ers defense is 19th. Passing the football, the Rams rank 6th and the 49ers defense 25th. So it looks like it could be potentially a good day for Jared Goff. The Rams running the football rank 1st in the NFL and the Niners defense 13th. Total points scored, the Rams are 3rd, averaging 32.7 points per game and the 49ers defense giving up 29.8 points per game. That ranks 29th in the NFL. The 49ers offense versus the Rams defense total uh, total yards, the uh, 49ers are 13th and the Rams defense is 11th. So just now sitting outside of the top 10 last week, they were ranked 9th. Uh, passing, the Niners are 21st and the Rams defense is 13th. Running the football, 3rd for the 49ers. So a really solid running team. And the Rams 14th in uh, rush yards given up. Points scored, the Niners are putting up 24.7. That is tied for 15th. And the Rams are giving up just 19.7. That ranks 7th in the NFL. Those numbers are creeping up with some of the uh, the the points that the Rams have given up over the last three games. The 49ers are 1-1 one one at home this season. The Rams are 3-0 and oh on the road. Uh, road Warriors, man. The, the Rams have, since returning to LA, the Rams have done better on the road than at home. But this year, of course, the Rams are looking pretty solid 
at home as well, looking at 3-0, and uh, which puts their Coliseum win total to 7 since being back in Los Angeles. History of this matchup, the 49ers lead the all-time series 69-65-3. and The 49ers have won four of the last five over the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, total points score, the 49ers have 3,076. The Rams have put up 2,894. That's just this matchup. The most recent matchup between these two was December 31st of just last year, 34-13 to victory for the 49ers, but we Rams fans understand that that's not really an accurate display of what we could have slash would have, like whatever you want to believe we could have done to the 49ers because none of our starters played in that game. It was So it wasn't overly incredible to watch, and I'll be honest, I was more focused on the playoffs and I wasn't really... I wasn't really paying too much attention to this game, uh, especially, you know, there's no starters. Sean Mannion was playing, and I don't really like watching Sean Mannion play for the Rams, so uh, not the best of times. The first matchup between these two was October 1st of 1950, 35-14 win for the Rams. This game will be played at Levi Stadium, where the Rams are 2-3 and three against the 49ers at Levi Stadium. Some players to watch in this game. We have running back Matt Breida for the 49ers, has 430 rushing yards, averaging 6.8 yards per carry, and has two touchdowns. Tight end George Kittle has 27 receptions for 429 yards and just one touchdown, Uh, but he is the leading receiver for the 49ers, so he is going to be someone to keep an eye on, uh, especially with the Rams linebackers uh, that will probably be doing some covering of some George Kittle uh, in this game, defensive tackle DeForest Buckner has four and a half sacks for the 49ers. The Rams did give up five just last week to the Denver Broncos, so that is going to be a player to watch. Uh, on the Rams side, we have quarterback Jared Goff has 1,928 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions, and a 110.9 QBR on the season. Just last week, though, was not necessarily the worst game of his career because we all remember his rookie season where he started those last seven games. Hard to count those because of, you know, guys like Jeff Fisher. But uh, last week had not his strongest game, was just 50% on his completion percentage, 201 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. It was a deflection, but still counts towards the quarterback and did get sacked five times like I had mentioned. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks on the season has 28 receptions for 505 yards and one touchdown. The reason that I have him as a player to watch is because I think that Brandon Cooks just hasn't necessarily hit his groove with the Rams yet. He has, you know, been able to find his spot a few times here and there, uh, but he really hasn't exploded as far as like the Rams big target that they kind of anticipated and that, that us fans anticipated. We expected Brandon Cooks to be the guy is lighting it up deep you know, getting open deep all the time with the Woods and Cup coming underneath and drawing that safety down. Uh, that just hasn't really come to fruition yet. So I think that this is a game uh, with the 49ers and they're being against the pass. They're just really not too strong. Like I said, 25th against the pass. So I think this could be potentially a huge game for Brandon Cooks, especially with one of Goff's favorite targets, Cooper Cup, not playing in this game. And then cornerback Marcus Peters for a similar reason, and he has just nine tackles on the season, one interception, two pass, uh, two passes defended. So uh, Marcus Peters really not living up to the billing of what we kind of expected from him. Uh, but at the same time, when Aqib Tlaib went out, Marcus Peters' production dropped. 
So I'm not really sure exactly what's going on there. I would have to look really deep into it. But Marcus Peters, he's getting turned around a lot. He's just not where he should be in most situations. To, I, I think one interception through six games, I, I, I think we all felt like that could have been and should be potentially a little bit higher. Okay, so uh, that does it for the, the Rams and 49ers matchup this weekend. That came on Sunday, obviously. Uh, but we do have our fan quesos that we will get to right after this break. So don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk. Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest sports news? Come check out After the Whistle from 4 to 5 p.m. every Friday night. We talk about the NHL, we talk about the NFL, we talk about the MLB, you name it, we got it. Tune in on Sports War Radio. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you have not already, make sure you follow the Ram Showcase on all of the social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. That's where you're going to stay wicked up to date. And uh, we, we, stay, we try to stay away, we do stay away from opinions on Ram Showcase. The, the opinions are for you guys to share, you know? It's, it's, uh, we try to stay, I try to avoid it at all costs. Unless something really nuts happens, 
and I just have to tell you guys, but I, I don't think that's even happened in the two years, two and a half years that I've had this Facebook page. So uh, you guys are safe, all right? It's just you you want the news, you know where to go, and that's Ram Showcase, all right? Uh, we don't have too many fan quesos for you guys, so I, I'm going to try to to uh, get some, some good ones here, uh, or at least some good answers. Let's put it that way. So these first couple come from John. John wants to know, how were you able to get up close to the to the Rams players at the Broncos game? Uh, so there's there's kind of two parts to this, John, and I'm not sure exactly what part you're talking about. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about both aspects of it. So, uh, we started in the 500s. We were way up top. I was about two rows from the top. It was way up there. And, uh, we're sitting there watching the first half. And the entire time, me and my buddy are, are looking across behind the Rams bench and looking at all the open seats. And it was like, you know what, man? At halftime, we gotta go over there. We gotta try to do this. So, halftime happened. We bolted over across. And ended up in the second row behind the Rams bench. You know, it was it was just uh, an incredible experience. It kind of allowed me to to be a little bit closer to my boys, which is definitely something that I'm okay with. And uh, just and kind of just sat there the rest of the game. Uh, as far as after the game, uh, something that is pretty regular, at least in Denver. I'm not too sure about what it's like at other venues, but. Uh, in Denver, there's a, there's always a spot where the Rams or the opponent buses come out of the stadium. Uh, you can kind of gather around there, and players and coaches do come out, and it's it's rather awesome. Um, so, uh, from if if that's what you you're meaning, then we just kind of hung out after the game and and went over to where the buses leave, and I was ma- able to meet some pretty cool people. You know, uh, John Johnson. Uh, let me see. Noteboom wouldn't come over. Gerald Everett totally stiffed me, man. <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. So I'm standing there. I'm, I'm holding my flag. I got my Sharpie, you know, all Sheriff Joe bags up and stuff. And Gerald Everett's walking down the line, signing everybody's thing. He gets to the guy next to me and I, I'm just assuming I'm next because that's just the, 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 the course of action that's happening here. And he stops signing. He, he finishes with that guy. And I hold out my my flag and my my marker, and he looks at me and says, "Sorry, that was my last one," and just turned and walked away. I was just straight denied, just rejected in the worst way by a Rams player, and that's like the harshest form of rejection for me. Uh, but it was all good. He was right there, and it was it was fun. Still, I'm not like I don't hate Gerald Everett now or anything, but that was pretty cool. And then uh, Coach Fossil and his dad was there. It was really cool. Um, he was like super excited. He was wearing a Super Bowl ring. So we got pictures with that and all that. And it was really fun. Uh, Johnny Hecker, uh, super cool guy. If you guys get a chance to meet Johnny Hecker, he's absolutely incredible. So is John Johnson. John Johnson is probably one of the friendliest human beings I've ever met. Uh, let me see who else came over. Uh, Rob Havenstein. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, not not too many. Uh, this is actually probably the least amount of players that I've I've seen come out. But again, it was super cold, so that probably had something to do with it. But that's that's really the the trick there. And I think it might be not necessarily easier for a road game because a lot of the players just go straight to the bus. Uh, but it it was just it was a blast, man. I would say if you if you go to a game, try to hang out a little later and find out where the the visiting team leaves the stadium and just kind of hang out there and, and see what you can. See what you can pull off. That's what me and uh, me and Aaron and Jessica did. It was pretty cool. And my friend uh, James from up in Denver, he was also kicking it there too. He had great seats. I'm super jealous. Don't tell James that I said that. But uh, next question here from John: Should the Rams coaches hold out 
uh, some of the partially injured players in the 49ers game to give them extra time to heal. That I don't think is necessarily a terrible idea. You know, I don't expect the Rams to go undefeated this year. I'm just going to put that out there. I really don't anticipate the Rams just winning and, and just 16 and 0. I mean, that'd be awesome. And I'm not opposed to that. And it's not, I don't think, it's not that I don't think that this team is capable of that. It's almost though, like I, I almost want that first loss so it can take all that pressure off, you know, like just take the pressure off of being undefeated. Now you can just go and play your games. I, and I'm also almost excited to see the games after the Rams lose their first game. Like if this team is trying and they're out there and they're, they're, you know, doing it and end up falling and losing a game, I just feel like the next like five, six games after that are going to be blowouts. The Rams are going to be like, all right, no, that wasn't fun. The winning is way more fun than that. Uh, and kind of go on a little bit of a run after that, as a, like a more dominant run than especially these, you know, two, three point wins that they've been pulling off the last few weeks. So um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to this, but, you know, it really just kind of, kind of factors in with who's going to be playing in their spot. You know, let's not. Let's not hurt the team on purpose, you know. Like I think that if if Roger Saffold were to sit this week, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, simply because Jamon Brown can come in, and Austin Blythe, you know, he could probably move around, or I don't know exactly how they would do that. But but we do have a guy who is a starter, has the the potential to start, is a starting caliber player who's sitting on the bench right now. So uh, from that aspect, I don't think that that would be a, a bad move. Also, Cooper Cup, I think that we can kind of supplement at that position and who's getting the targets. Uh, Josh Reynolds, who is, a, oh yeah, I met Josh Reynolds too. He came out, which is really cool because I'm a Texas A&M fan. So I was like one of the guys I really wanted to meet, but that's all beside the point. But we do have guys who can kind of uh, supplement those those missing pieces if that is the case. Uh, so I'm not, I'm really not opposed to this, John, but um, I would say right now, I mean, don't, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 I've changed my mind. I'm on board. I'd say let's, let's just get healthy. We want to get it. It's only week seven. We've got some time. We've got some time to go through some ups and downs still. So I think that that would be a good move at this point in the season. And, and I, I, you are risking a little bit of a loss there, but and to the 49ers, that would suck. But I think ultimately long-term health for the course of the season is a little bit more important. Uh, let's see here. Justin wants to know, will Okoronkwo be playing this week? If I had to guess, Justin, I would say that no, he will not be playing this week. Uh, I do think there's potential for him to come back very soon because he is eligible to practice this week. Uh, once he touches the practice field, he has three weeks, 21 days to either be added to the active roster, cut, or put on IR. So uh, I, I think that we'll see him potentially next week, maybe the week after that. I don't think that they're really going to rush him back, but I am really excited to see Okoronkwo. So right now it's looking like, I mean... It, you can talk about the pass defense who, for the Rams. It hasn't really been playing that well. But edge rusher has not been the Rams' strong point this season. So Okoronkwo being an edge rusher, that could, I mean, that kind of has the potential to be super awesome if Okoronkwo comes back and is just a stud pass rusher. I think that would solve a lot of issues for the Rams' defense. Uh, Matt Longacre just really isn't getting it done. Abukam, who I'm a fan of, has an extremely high motor, great attitude, great work ethic, but just isn't getting home. And I think that putting in Okoronkwo, putting in you know John, John Franklin Myers a little bit more, I think that that could be something that we need to do 
to kind of kickstart this this pass rush because it's just not really uh, coming to fruition right now. Uh, John wants to know, what's the keys to victory this week? Solid question, John. And this actually just totally like, like I don't know why I haven't done a keys to victory little portion in my game previews. And I was going to, after I saw your question, I was going to do it. But then I was like, well, that completely destroys John's question. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, my keys to victory, though, uh, ultimately, when you're looking at this matchup and the way that these teams are playing right now, if you get after C.J. Beathard, you're going to win this game. It's C.J. Beathard. You know what I mean? And, and it's not, I'm not trying to just down the guy, but it's C.J. Beathard. It's not like he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. It's not like he's going to go Hall of Fame or anything like that. He's probably not even going to win any NFC Player of the Week awards this year. It's just C.J. Beathard. So if you rattle him, you're going to be put in some good spots. Their leading tight end or their leading receiver is a tight end. So I think if you can put some pressure on those wide receivers, force him to go in the middle and then have a guy like Joyner or Johnson really kind of attacking that spot and really keeping an eye on that. I don't see the the 49ers really moving the ball that much. They are good at running the football and the Rams have had some issues uh, defending the run, but against the Broncos, they did an awesome job. Philip Lindsay didn't do anything. He was like the guy that I was the most concerned about. He had a couple of good plays, uh, but he didn't take the game over, which is something I was a little worried about. Philip Lindsay, I think, is an incredibly talented player. Uh, but on the flip side of that, on the flip side of the ball, uh, the Rams need to attack the air, and it's they need to work off the play action a little bit, a little bit more. But also, just go with what's working. Todd Gurley didn't really have a lot of carries, especially early in the game. And I think the Rams had a chance to jump out against the Broncos, potentially 14-0 early, if they would have given the ball to Todd Gurley a little bit more. They were really kind of forcing the pass. And I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to why, especially, you know, he didn't have that many carries in the first two drives, but still ended up with 208. So he could have been, you know, floating at about, you know, 250 and four touchdowns if he just would have gotten the ball a little bit more early in the game and that would have been huge so uh the rams uh the 49ers defense 13th against the run i think that there is potential to do that but their defense overall just isn't that amazing so i'm thinking ball control here and then just get after cj bethard and the rams are going to be looking fine i'm not overly concerned about this game of course any division game is a coin toss and any team can win against any of their division opponents at any time and we know that uh, we know that from when we were bad in the, the 49ers and the Seahawks were good. We gave them great games, sometimes winning those games. So it is possible, especially with that familiarity. But those are those are the, the biggest keys to victory. So recap is uh, pressure CJ Beathard, get the pass game going. But on offense, don't just don't just get the pass game going because you need you think you need to get the pass game going. Go with what works. And if Todd Gurley if running him off tackle, uh, doing those zone runs that the that we saw a lot of last week, if that's working, just do that. That's as simple as that. Go with what's working. This next one comes from Kelsey. Uh, do you think Coach McVay learned his lesson about being so pass happy and giving Malcolm and give Malcolm Brown ten carries? So that that perfectly ties in Kelsey so thank you for that uh pass happy he is a little bit pass happy when you have Todd Gurley you don't necessarily need to be uh I'm still you you mentioned Malcolm Brown here in your question uh, I'm still on the John Kelly train and I think we need to see John Kelly sooner rather than later and I know that it's, this could be a thing where later in the season 
that John Kelly kind of gets activated and now he's completely 100% fresh, but I just want to see him. I think it, that I think that a Gurley and Kelly, you know, two-headed monster, that little tandem, I think would be incredible. And I'm I'm excited to see it. Brown is not a bad running back by any means, but but I think that I mean the Rams first of all have a lot of really good running backs, a lot of good players at most positions. But running back, I'm really confident in three of the four guys. Justin Davis. Uh, it's not that I don't like Justin Davis. I just think that I mean obviously Todd Gurley, and then you got John John Kelly and Malcolm Brown. I think that they're all just a better they're just better overall players uh, than, than Davis. So, uh, you know, I think that, I think that, that there could be that little moment there where, where McVay kind of has that, like, oh man, we have so many good running backs. Let's just keep running it and keep fresh legs in the whole game. I think that could potentially happen, but I think it also is a, is a matchup thing this week. I'm thinking the Rams are going to attack a little bit more in the air than on the ground. Uh, next one from Kelsey, any chance of resigning LaMarcus Joyner, my favorite Ram, Man, I hope so. LaMarcus Joyner is an absolute stud. So last week, led the led the Rams in tackles. Uh, did he lead? No, uh, Troy Hill led the Rams in, Rams in tackles. Uh, but Joyner, I mean, had, what is it, five tackles, had a sack, was all over the place, doing LaMarcus Joyner things, and that's awesome to see. And I, I just think he fits this defense really well, and I, I would love to see him extended. Uh, there are a few players that were kind of up in the air, and we're not sure what our defense is going to look like next year, but... The good news is it's only week seven. We still have these guys for the rest of this year. So that's really awesome. But Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, and LaMarcus Joyner, and Nadam Kinsu, if we're just going to go all defense, are four players that we're not really sure if they're going to be around next year. We are, we can't be really 100% sure about any of those guys right now until some extensions get handed out. Uh, this is about the time that the Rams did extend uh, uh, Alec Ogletree last year so it there is potential that these conversations could be happening and we just don't know about them yet but of course again like i'll always tell you guys the second i hear anything i will absolutely post it on the ram showcase social media and that's that's where you guys are going to hear about it the second i hear about it uh mj wants to know what's your honest opinion of how the defense has been playing i'm not impressed so far they've done enough not to lose but i think it'll bite us if it's not fixed so the defense, I mean, the Rams defense is ranked 11th right now, and that's not bad by any means. You're in the upper half, you're looking solid, and you're 6-0. One thing that I've noticed about the, the Rams defense is they stop you when they need to, and that didn't necessarily happen against the Denver Broncos. The, the Broncos were able to, I mean, Rams were up 20-3 to and ended up only winning that game by three points. Uh, but the Rams defense does what they need to at the very end of the game. What I would like to see is the Rams defense playing like the games on the line from the very beginning and going for those shutouts you know what I mean pretending that if you let up a point the game's over kind of thing and just kind of having that mindset of just making sure you can stop them what was it uh the Cardinals didn't even pass midfield until there was like 16 seconds left in the game we need to see that kind of defense of course that defense is a little bit easier to do when you are going against a team like the Cardinals who have a, a, a pretty poor offense uh, but I need, I, I want to see that. That's what I want to see. I, I'm not necessarily unimpressed by the defense. I'm just, I just know their potential. And I'm just kind of like, guys, like you, you can do this. You have Wade Phillips. You guys like talent all up and down the roster. 
It's like you guys just need to get it done. And we're giving up way too many points right now. Averaging was at 19.7. It's just that's, that's a little bit more than I'm like super confident with. But with the Rams putting up almost 33 points a game, it's okay. But again, defense wins championships. I would really love to see this defense kind of just, just stand up a little bit more. Uh, next one here from MJ. What are your thoughts on picking up that wide receiver? I was under the impression that our wide receivers were deep enough and skilled enough not to have not to have that worry. Is he going to make an impact? Uh, as far as an impact, I I'm not necessarily sure that Nick Williams will like light up any stat sheets. I'm not going to tell you to go you know hustle out and go pick him up in your fantasy league, but. You know, with Cooper Cup being down and McVeigh's familiarity with Nick Williams, I don't think it's necessarily a bad move. I have seen Rams publications bashing this move, which I find interesting, but that's kind of beside the point. I think that th- that he's more of a a little bit of a security blanket, and if McVeigh does think that he has the potential to to use on those jet sweeps, anything like that then I, I think we could absolutely see him and he could have an impact on the, on this next game. And, you know, I'm kind of interested to see if he does play and, and what he what he does. But uh, overall, his entire career, not overly impressed by this guy, wasn't exactly stoked uh, to hear the news of the Rams signing him. Uh, but, you know, the Rams have already kind of kept around some guys that they had, you know, Kaderil Hodges on the active roster now, JoJo Natson on the active roster now. Uh, anybody else like Freddie Brown, just he, I mean, he looked absolutely terrible in preseason. So I'm glad that the, the that McVeigh went for a guy he's more familiar with. And, and as far as history goes, uh, over a guy like, like Fred Brown, who just really was not impressive during the preseason whatsoever. So, I mean, yeah, our wide receivers are deep enough. I think that we didn't necessarily need to do this. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe try out a, an edge rusher, you know, see see if there's, you know, a veteran out there that you kind of like and and kind of go from there and see if you can throw him in on a couple of downs, maybe some passing downs and, and see if you can generate something, you know. But uh, the, the Rams decided to go on the offensive side for the pickup. And you know what? Uh, I'm at a point now with the Rams. The Rams are sitting at 6-0 and looking pretty awesome and uh, have only lost six games in the last two years if you include the preseason so, or the uh, playoffs, I mean. Uh, so, you know, I'm uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say I trust what they're doing. I think that they know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, who am I to say that the Rams should have not signed this guy? Because they're 6-0. They're, they haven't lost yet. So they're doing something right. Uh, next one here from MJ. Do you agree with Robert Woods that TG is going to break that record? So I'm actually not 100% sure what record you're speaking of here. I'm assuming you're talking about the Tomlinson record. Uh, that's something that Todd Gurley mentioned that he he wanted. And uh, what is it? 28, I believe, is the touchdown. He's actually not on pace to break that right now. So uh, can he? Absolutely. He can 100% string together some four touchdown games and really boost those numbers. I think that's, that's an absolute possibility. Uh, but right now, I think I'm not necessarily looking at that. And not not to say, like, I'm taking the whole one game at a time approach, because I kind of don't like that mentality. Uh, you know, we're fans, and I think we, we can kind of look at, at wherever we want to look. As long as the team is only right now looking at the 49ers, I think we can talk about whatever we want to. That's kind of just... Maybe maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm the jerk, and I just have no idea. <laughs> and, and I'm just kind of 
going about my life talking about whatever game I want to. And of course, I mean, we talk about the 49ers because it's 49ers week and stuff. So, I mean, we're on that track. But I, I, I don't think it's I, – I got yelled at or like snapped at, I guess, from a Rams fan because I said that the Bears game is going to be tough this year. I think that that's going to be a really hard game for the Rams. The Bears aren't giving up like any points and our offense might struggle that day. And they're like one game at a time, man. It's like, dude, okay, I get it, man. But that's a, that's a hard game that we're looking at here in the future of this season. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the jerk. Uh, that does it for my fan quesos, though. Uh, we do have a, a decent amount of time left, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to ram it. And uh, rumor is, if you ram it just right, you can ram it all day and ram it all night. So we'll get into that. Uh, but uh, first, I just got to say my goodbyes. Make sure you guys follow all the Ram Showcase social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. Make sure you guys also subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Just search Rams Showcase on YouTube. Should pop up there. I will be getting back to doing videos probably next week. My computer, I was, getting, I was doing my video. I, I just sat down. I was just uploading my footage. To my computer so that I could edit my video for the Rams Broncos preview and the computer completely shut down on me I was on the phone with the Apple people and they they told me there was nothing they could do so I had to take it in and do all that mess and uh, so I do have it back now I got it back today uh, which is actually quite a surprise because yesterday they told me it would be two weeks uh, but I'm not gonna be able to do the video this week for you guys. I am working on the uh, Sheriff Joe Bags game, or the game day in the life of Sheriff Joe Bags video. That won't be out tonight or anything, but I'm looking forward to putting that out probably this weekend. Um, so that'll be some good stuff. But just a little update for you guys on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Make sure you guys follow me as well on social media. That's at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, and then Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. You can also add me as a friend. My name is Joe Branham. I am not hiding from anybody, despite what a couple of random people decide to tell me on, on social media. I don't know. I don't understand. But uh, you guys can add me. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you search Sheriff Joe Bags that I will pop up on Facebook. I mean, that's where that's the, the social media platform that I am most active on. So make sure you guys add there. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.
city tough. If you throw it my way, it's gonna get rough. I like to ram it, as you can see. Nobody likes ramming any more than me. They call me Jeter. Nobody dresses sweeter. But under this cool is a quarterback mistreater. I come from the end, looking for the sack. I don't stop coming till I put them on the back. This limousine with it, my moves are like dreams. They call me the demon on special team. I know how to rock from the toes to the head. When I pull the trigger, I'll knock you dead. I'm a mountain man from West VA. They call me Herc and I came to play. I learned long ago to ram it just right. You can ram it all day and ram it all night. Ram it just right, you can ram it all night. Ram it. 